0: Welcome to NefHacks, High Yield Nephrology at Your Fingertips. This is your host, Andrew Kowalski. I'm the founder of NefHacks, and I'm also a practicing nephrologist. Please visit us at www.nefhacks.com. That's N-E-P-H-H-A-C-K-S dot com. Also, join us on our Facebook group, where I'll be posting updates on our podcast, as well as general updates in the field of nephrology. Let's get ready to make nephrology fun again. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of NEPH Hacks. So we're going to take a little bit of a detour from a regular schedule program. We've been talking about renal structure and function and auto-regulation, glomerular filtration to an extent, circulation, concentration gradient and then we started talking about electrolyte homeostasis and hyponatremia but i think it's about time we start talking about some of the new advances that are out there more specifically this new gfr equation um for those of you who haven't heard we have a new gfr equation isn't that great um i think it's about time We've known for a while that the GFR equations that we have aren't perfect, and I think finally um, we had some good movers and shakers, and we came up with an equation that seems to be, at least currently, the fairest one that we found. So, I'm pretty pumped about it, and I kind of want to chat a little bit about it. Um, Reason being is that it's amazing how much weight we put in the GFR. And I didn't really touch upon this when we talked about glomerular filtration, but GFR is used a lot. And we make a lot of decisions based on GFR. And it's kind of scary that, you know, we either, we underestimate, I guess is the correct way to put it. We underestimate CKD in a group of people And we make decisions based on a number that we know for a fact isn't true. Like, that's kind of shocking to me. Um, Because let's be honest, like, all these equations that we use currently, I mean, there's really two big ones that we use, and I'm pretty sure it's one that is universally used because at least the last couple institutions and labs that I've been at or that I've seen typically only use the MDRD equation. But... The CKD Epi equation has been in use, you know, for the past couple of years, too. It's probably been about 15 years, maybe, give or take. Um, but again, they're not perfect, and we knew that. And all these well, these two equations both included age and sex and race. So the older you got, the worse your number got. If you were male versus female, male had another strike against you, so that was terrible. And then you threw race, race into the mix, and that ended up underestimating. So it's nice that we finally like caught up with where we are intellectually, and we've finally changed our GFR equation. I mean, let's be honest. Race is not a biological determinant. It's a social construct, and I thought for quite some time that i think it's kind of silly um to use race in an equation but that's kind of the best that what we had and typically when i spoke to patients regardless of who they were i usually took the average of the two and said that your gfr is somewhere in between because we didn't know you know i was we had an inkling that the mdrd equations were overestimating or i should say underestimating the severity of ckd and maybe we're falling behind on the non-african-american numbers so i just ended up taking the average so you know talking about gfr back in the 70s we had the cockcroft galt and that equation was pretty awesome because we finally had something You know, we finally had something where we can actually intelligently talk about medication dosing and things to watch out for and prognosis and so forth. But, you know, let's be honest, it wasn't perfect. So as time went on, we had two equations that we tended to fall on. One was the MDRD equation, which is the modification in of a uh, diet and renal disease, and then in about two thousand nine, two thousand ten came uh, CKD EPI, and these were creatinine based equations, and they included race in their estimates. But you know, it's the best we had. You know, MDRD tend to be tend to be a really good equation when you were CKD three and. The worse your GFR, I think the better it correlated. It did fall apart once you went above a GFR of 60, which is typically why most labs had a cutoff if you were greater than 60 or dot, 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 whatever the measurement was. And CKD-EPI had a little bit more leeway where it had a little bit better, I guess, um, had a little bit more accuracy and precision uh, up to about 80. But again, wasn't perfect. So now we have this great equation, and I'm pretty pumped about it. So given a little background on this equation, this is what the task force did. So we had the National Kidney Foundation, the American Society of Nephrology. And they got pretty busy. And what they did is they developed this new equation without race. And they used data from multiple um, sources. So they had 10 studies that they looked at, they had about 8,000, some change, with a third of them being African-American, and those were... Serum creatinine studies, they found 13 studies, which about 5,000 participants, again, more than a third African American that used both creatinine and cystatin C. And then they had another 12 studies, which had about 4,000 participants, 14% African American. And that was uh, the validation data set. And they basically compared the accuracy of the new GFR equations to the measured GFR. And they projected prevalence of CKD and stages in these samples. So what they found was actually pretty interesting. So in the validation data set, the uh, creatinine equation that uses age, sex, and race overestimated GFR in African Americans by 3.7 mils per minute. And to a lesser degree in non-African-Americans, which is about 0.5 mils per minute. So negligible, if you want to put it that way. And when the adjustment for black race was omitted in these equations, the GFR in African-Americans was underestimated by 7.1 mils per minute. So the new equation using uh, age and sex and omitting race underestimated GFR in African Americans by 3.6, but it overestimated GFR in uh, non-African Americans by 3.9. So for all these equations, about 85% or more of the GFRs of uh, African Americans and non-African Americans were within about 30% of the measured. And the new creatinine and cystatin C equations without race were more accurate than just the creatinine equations, which was you know kind of expected i guess if you want to put it that way so these new equations that incorporate uh, creatinine and cystatin c but omit race were way more accurate and led to smaller differences between the two participants which was huge and i'm pretty excited uh i just had clinic not too long ago and the labs and I'd say probably about fifty percent, maybe a little more, fifty percent of the patients that I saw had the new equations in there. So I was actually pretty excited to see that. And it was just nice. It was just nice that I can, you know, I don't have to keep splitting the two and, you know, looking at those. So I'm pretty pumped. Um clearly this is, you know, it's a huge step. It's not perfect. And I think it says a lot and not just that, you know, finally we're moving away from social constructs and we're finally, you know, treating, you know, biological, I guess, determinants or looking at biological determinants. But what I think is really cool about it is it's paving the way for newer and better things on the horizon. You know, I I just think it was a nice step to take. To get out of that stagnant, oh, you know, we're using the same thing over and over again because it's been used over and over again. So we have new equations. We have better assessments of GFR, which I'm pretty excited about. Hopefully there's going to be less um, underestimation of uh, GFR and Hopefully, this will be a springboard for newer and better things in the years to come. I mean, things are evolving and developing a little bit faster, so I'm pretty excited. So, let's give a shout out to the folks in the National Kidney Foundation and the American Society of Nephrology and their task force for putting through all this or going through all this and taking a look at all the algorithms to put this together. And the journal article came out in the New England on September 23rd, so you can definitely check it out. And the uh, American Society of Nephrology and the National Kidney Foundation have written extensively of how they approach this, how they, some of the some of the issues that they had to look at and there is a lot of barriers that they had to uh, jump over and cross and so forth so i applaud them but there's a lot of good reading that's out there that gives you a little bit more information i just kind of wanted to share my thoughts and uh just share my excitement i mean nephrology is great and i'm really happy that we're moving forward with this looking forward to chatting with you on the next podcast take care